Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Wait with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 88 in the Cup Series and the 7 in the Xfinity Series. And joining me on today's special DBC Q&A show is... Hey, it's KB. I KB? Who's that, KB? What the hell did that start? That's what everyone calls me up there, so hold on, I'll redo it. <laughs> no, 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 no redos in this show. This is live. <laughs> this is an edit-free version for Josh. Uh, it's my nickname. All right, sorry. It's Kristen from JRM Marketing and Sponsorship. Thanks. Hey, next to me. Yes, Brett's still here. I want Kristen <laughs> to go second because if I gave her too much notice, I knew she'd read her intro. So we're here in Exalta Studio. Thanks to One Main for bringing a special edition of Door Bumper Clear Q&A <laughs> style. So who's moderating this thing? I am. You are? You're yeah. still the moderator? I'm moderating. All right, KB. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to our first caller. We can't just go to the first caller. Yeah. You Let's guys talk, talk about, about I want to talk about your Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> I love Le- Harry Potter. She legit has a Harry Potter tattoo on her arm. So it's a triangle with a circle in the middle. It's the with Deathly a line Hallows. Through. The who? The Deathly Hallows. Is that people or a place? It's like a it's a it's a thing. It's a group of it's a group of three things. But so we we need our own tattoo. Us three. You guys want to get DBC tattoos? I mean you've got enough. Why don't you get one for all of us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like a cool tattoo. I like this. I want a tattoo. I thought it was cooler until you said Harry Potter. <laughs> not going to lie. Cool. <laughs> the funniest thing is, like, I run into people, like, bartenders and strange people that look He's a strange. normal. You made them on Tinder? Like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love Harry Potter. And I'm like, that's weird. That that Hi. tattoo is in your Tinder profile, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. flex tattoo. I just want to make Potter. sure I weed out all the normal people and get well, that's the what Harry I was going to Josh, do you next. have tattoos? <laughs> Zero. Zero tattoos. TJ, you got tattoos? No. How many drivers do you think have tattoos? Not many. Oh. I think? I'm going to guess ah. five. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that sounds legit. I, I know Casey Kane's got one. I bet. Where's Casey? He's in the middle of his back. I bet Danica Patrick. Now, he's actually got his grandpa's initial oh, on his nice. arm, oh, which is, is nice. awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I feel confident Danica Patrick has one. Yeah. Although she does all those naked pictures on Instagram, you'd probably be able to know it. I probably <laughs> shouldn't have to guess that one. Not naked. I should say semi-naked. Um, Yoga. Tony Stewart's got one, I bet. Like a tribal? 
Like a tribal <laughs> art. Yeah, like barbed wire. Barbed wire on you his imagine bicep. imagine giving Tony a tattoo? So Elliot, Elliot Sadler and I were talking the other day, and Elliot's like, man, I want a tattoo. You know, I think I want one on my shoulder, but I don't, I don't want it to be played out. And I'm like, you mean like a tramp stamp played out? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I mean, like tattoos get played out. And I was like, well, that's why you have to do something that's special to you and not mm-hmm. like something that you see on MTV, and you'll be fine. But I bet, I bet at least five of those people have tattoos. How many do you have? 13. Holy cow. You got to get another one. Yeah. I got half my back done. That's bad luck. 13's unlucky. No, it's not. Josh is getting ready to take his shirt off and show us his. <laughs> Josh, Josh, what are you doing, oh, man? Uh, he's got UT oh, yeah. tattooed on his boobie. Yeah, <laughs> Look. <laughs> hey, he's, uh, he's turning around. Oh, he's got a butterfly in the lower part of his back. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a tramp stamp. <laughs> it's a butterfly. <laughs> you guys <laughs> I think we're ready now. I think ready we're now? Up. Kristen's got the Megan Fox tattoo on the side too, just so yeah. anybody want was wondering. Yeah, I, yeah. I cover them for work for the most yeah. part. They're what real does, covered today. Yeah, they're it's all hot in the say? studio. What yeah. does the side one say? Uh, it's Greek. It says Kolos Kai Agathos. Who? It, oh, it means it's the singular beauty, like between beauty and goodness in life. Is that a Harry Potter thing? Oh God! All right. First question. <laughs> Comes from Bippity Boop. Don Lon eighty eight. Don Lon. Don Juan. <laughs> I Don feel Lon. like it sounds like we've been drinking for you like three this hours. I want to drink. Y'all Kristen picked this one because he likes that. She likes the name. Our next special edition show will be drinking door bumper clear. <laughs> I think. What do you think Don Lon looks like? I bet he's got long hair. I got cool mullet. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. All right, what would y'all be doing in the real world if y'all weren't the eyes in the skies? How about the worst use of y'all? <laughs> I want to hear TJ's answer to this because it's always good. I've heard this before. Oh, man. What would if TJ be weren't. doing if he weren't a spotter? I'd be driving. That's a dumb question. It's like simple. a truck? Yeah, like maybe a truck series truck maybe or something. I'd be racing. I'd – uh. I think I'd be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. That was my life dream. <laughs> that's in your Twitter bio. I know. That's what I want to be. That's like more the Rhythm Nation tour? Yeah, Rhythm Nation 1814. She so killed it. You remember when she did the tour where she would get the fan out of the audience and put him up on the big wood panel and it would spin and she would basically do a burlesque show for that guy? No. Yeah, that was one of her shows. So Eddie Wood, the owns Wood Brothers, he, he went to the show and he's like, man, you – you got to go to this Janet Eddie Jackson. Eddie Wood went to a Janet Jackson tour. Oh, show? Eddie Wood's a trendy dude. And he's like, you got to go to this Janet Jackson tour. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I went to Rhythm Nation. Like, she can't upstage that. And he's like, yes, yeah, she can. Well, she did. And I was like, so when they call that part of them, they're like, hey, who wants to come up from the audience? I'm like, me, <laughs> me, 100% me. Like, I don't know if that was before her booby fell out or after her booby fell out. That was before if it was Rhythm Nation. No, no, no. This wasn't Rhythm no, Nation when she got the guy on the stage and, like, mm-hmm. completely assaulted him. Yeah. So, that's who we. That's what we would have been, Don Lon. There was a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. I think I would own a. Dude, yeah. If I owned a Chick Fil A, I'd pay you good money to be that cow yeah. dancing out there. We by could the make road. some money. That's we, what I'm saying. We could sell the hell dance, out of some nuggets. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dang right. You could be the chicken mini, and I could be the cow. <laughs> have you seen some of the videos where the cow dances like rap and stuff? Like uh-uh. it's awesome, man. Really? I'd pull in a Chick Fil A if I saw him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Doing the wobble. He's out there doing Wobble, baby. Yeah. Wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. That's wobble. Right. What do you got next? Get at it, Matt underscore Toasty asks, <laughs> Spotter Brett, how hard is it to get on the spotter stand as a fan? Any tips to slip through security? Matt underscore Toasty. It's ironic you would ask because this week <laughs> we actually got a 
a group text message from David Hoots that warned us that fans are not allowed on the spotter stand. Although, at certain tracks, they sell tickets to where you can come up to the spotter stand. So it's a little bit confusing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, TJ may remember some of the tracks better than I do, but it, it's tough to get exactly where we're at. But there's a lot of tracks you can get close to where we're at. Yeah, sure. There are a lot of tracks where you can get close. And honestly, I mean, we're not that much different than a lot of these tracks on the top of the bleachers, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it's not – you're not – if you go to the top of the grandstands, you're almost to where we are at. So um, I don't I don't recommend trying to get up there because you'll probably just get one of us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably just get one of us in trouble. So um, it's pretty hard. But it's not – I don't know. Might not be that hard, but they're usually pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, some of them are – again, you can get level to where we're at. Yeah. I mean, the only difference is where the fans are at, you know, it's pretty normal. Where we're at, we have a masseuse station set up and <laughs> yeah. a shrimp cocktail buffet. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's pretty VIP up there, actually. Sometimes we bring that little frappuccino-making thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we usually do it up. We take our nice. shoes off. Yeah. We go, to, on Vegas. Our we go to Vegas. We got that pole that folds up. and Yeah. Look how <laughs> tan mine and TJ's dancing. legs are. Yeah. Look at our legs, how tan they are. I mean, we can't wear shorts up there, which completely sucks. It's free jewelry season. It's 100, <laughs> it's 100 degrees. We got no tarp above us. It's, we actually should get hazard pay for where we you, stand. You married? No. Hey, man. They got hot Hot tubs? I've got the best wiener in town. Um, on my hat, I have a wiener schnitzel sponsorship today only. I tweeted it. Thank you. That, you should have saved it. Oh. Hey, by the way, yeah. Josh's, mic, the Josh's mic doesn't work, so if you hear him chime in, it'll be really faint, so yeah. you don't have to cuss him. It's not just, his fault. Yeah, just ignore me. It's not his fault, and don't blame him for the Producer butterfly. Producer Josh is the Don't worst. blame him for the butterfly on his lower back. <laughs> All right, at Choctaw Elvis 88 asks, Goodyear has softened the tire compound this year. Will that trend continue? I hope so. I like having tire problems, to be honest. Not like blowing right fronts, but I like people having to manage tires. I like tire management. I do too, man, and I love this guy's name, Chocata Elvis. Yeah. Well, I love my heart in Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got an awesome name. He's a Dell Jr. Is fan. What is Chocata? Wonder what that is. I don't. Kristen probably has a tattoo, something yeah. like that. It's probably. Where does <laughs> that word derive from? Give me Isn't some it definition. Uh, Native I don't American. Know. Yeah, the Choctaw Indians. So uh. this guy's an Indian Elvis. Dell Senior, now Dell Junior fan. What a great guy this guy's. This like guy has a lot of heritage in his name. There's a lot you going on with him. A guy's, I like him. People's Twitter name can tell you a lot about that person. We have winners today. Yeah, I think we should have oh, a winner today. We yeah, yeah I'm we all for it. Okay. Yeah. Spotter right. Brett tells us everything we need to know about Brett Griffin. Yeah, it does. It sure does. <laughs> That's all he has. <laughs> Spotter. I mean, what else wow. is there? All right. Uh, at Bradley Menglin asks, "What all goes into your bags on the road? How much gear do you pack?" Man, I have you I, mastered I, packing. I carry two bags every week. I carry my spotter bag because I don't trust it to be anywhere else. What's in it? Uh, two radios. I'm sorry, four radios, two headsets, a bunch of snacks, and a bunch of waters, and and just stuff that we use on the roof: sunscreen, Imodium, Tylenol, Imodium, <laughs> Vaseline. Uh, you have to cover your bases. You're up there for nine hours, right? So. Sure. That's what I carry in my spotter bag, and then my, my my luggage obviously has all my other stuff. I'm a real neat freak when I pack, so I actually have these dividers in my bag that I bought, and I actually have the little board that folds my shirts and everything. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. 
What's wrong with that? No, it's I wouldn't have guessed that. I with fold you. my no shirts offense. all up, and they all go in this thing, and it, the two things fold up, and it just sits in the top part. And my pants, you bring like two pair of jeans. I bring a pair of shorts and two pair of black pants, and um, just uh, enough shirts for four days. So, do you wear sponsor shirts when you're up there, or I wear team? polos all up until race day, and then I wear the the race day shirt with black pants. But um, yeah, I'm a real neat freak. I've got I've got um, all my socks and everything separated out into a bag, and they're all lined up and stuff. The belt, my belts roll up nice and neat. I'm I'm telling you, I'm a You're neat freak. You're fastidious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but what's in your spotter yeah. bag? Um, my spotter bag, Brett's spotter bag, is the most cluster thing. He, he has drives a your OCD nuts. He has a backpack, and he just sets his radios in it and just drops all the cords and sets his headset down on it and goes. I'm like, radio off, wind the cord up, sit it one way, and then the other one goes the other way so they fit nice and neat. I have actually like an old, a camera bag um, that people would put lenses in and stuff, and I have dividers, and I have all my little extra batteries in one. My radios fit. You know, if you, if you put them opposites, they fit nice and neat. Um, you have massive OCD. No, I'm just neat. What's wrong with that? No, it's... I'm neat. It's, it's so... so <laughs> <laughs> my theory is I don't want to have to look for stuff. No, and that's true. Being two, organized is... Number two, if you... When like when you put your cables away like that, you'll have cables go bad more often because you're just cramming your stuff in there. I used to do my stuff like that, but um, mine's really neat, and um, I have some Buffalo Bills duct tape in there that I mark my spots with most of the time, and... Um, you're a Bills fan? Yeah, I'm fortunately. Sorry. I know. Well, it could be worse. You're a you're a Pittsburgh fan. I'm an Eagles fan. But you like the I like the Pittsburgh Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the equally as disappointing. No, Eag the Eagles uh, it's what are you been bragging 30, about? thirty one years of disappointment. I'm used to it. But the Bills I think are worse. The Bill in those thirty one years, the Bills went to the Super Bowl four straight All right, times. Well, let's I'm just saying. And your quarterback actually was hung over in the Super Bowl one time and he threw up. Donovan McNabb, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I he actually saw him in a he club. Was, uh, yeah, sick. Nervous whatever. and sick. Yeah, whatever. He, I saw him in a club in Vegas later that after the Super Bowl that year, and he was in a booth next to where I was, and he was throwing up. Mm -hmm. Ironic. He was throwing up in the booth. Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I still have my McNabb jersey, but I used electrical tape and put it over his. He's hand. not very n well liked either. He's no. one of the well, he's one of the guys that said drivers weren't athletes. Remember that? McNabb. Oh. I don't have very much respect for Donovan McNabb. Cleanse was a bad idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett's back. Yeah, Brett's back. He was on a cleanse for three days, yes. trying to get all they of like the, the They like the reality, the, rea the, what would you say, the reality of this <laughs> really? show. And I Brett just I mean, definitely. we're keeping it real. Yeah, that was Brett real. Did. When three people start on hey, a podcast. You got toilet paper on your back of your shorts. I got it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Woo. who's up? All right. At Travis C underscore 48 asks, what's your favorite track to spot at? I don't answer to 48 fans. I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> no, but this, is, this is Travis. Oh. Sydney oh. Travis. Hey, hey. It's Travis. Not that Travis. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure it is. No, he was Travis. Is it? You know. I don't know. Did you pick this because of that? I didn't pick these. Josh picked them. Oh, jo Josh says it is. I'm going with it is. So, Travis, my favorite track to spot is probably a plate track or Martinsville or Bristol, the biggest and the smallest. Yeah, I'm with him. Daytona 500, 
It's my favorite race, and Bristol's my favorite track. We have to work more then, too. Not that we don't work at the other ones, but we have to work a lot more. There's always something going on at Bristol and Martinsville, that, and I promise you that the cameras do not see you. So if you ever get a chance to go to Bristol or Martinsville or something to see a good short track race, yeah, go. It's fun. You'll see a lot of stuff going on that you wouldn't normally see. Um, and on TV. TV. Does, they do, yeah, they do a good job of covering the race, but you're, there's somebody – hitting somebody at some point that you're not seeing they're frustrated with each other and it's fun i mean it's a great race the so. reason to go if you're a fan to any race is you can watch your driver i mean i don't yeah. care which driver you like to see when you go to the track the you atmosphere can watch man your driver man i hate being I, I mean i hate on some truck races if i'm pulling for cole custer and they're not showing him i'm like how's he doing man you don't know that's true because tv gets hung up in certain things and they have a lot of political influences to which sponsors they have to show based on who's buying mm-hmm. in-car cameras and ad time and man it uh it gets convoluted so i'm i'm all for watching a race in person yeah plus you can look up and see this cool individual named tj yeah at P underscore N underscore Pierce asks, what track do you think should be added and what should be taken away? I wonder what this guy pierced. B.N. Pierce. <laughs> what a, what a, another name, a I, provocative I mean, name. Only what if it's like I, his last name? Pierce. Or his first name. That's oh, a name, yeah. right? I think he's just saying. Pierce Brosnan. Pearson's cool. What was his question? What track do you think should be added and what track should be taken away? I'm going with Rockingham to be added. Man, I don't know. There's so many good tracks that need to be added, not necessarily at the Sprint Cup level, but when you look at Myrtle Beach and you look at South Boston, you look I'd at be okay history, with one of them too, Hickory, you look at Irwindale. I mean, there's so many great tracks. On the Cup side, you definitely got to say Rockingham. Phenomenal track that is literally just sitting there rotting away. Um, Tire wear there is awesome. Racing is awesome. There's I'm not going to say lanes. anybody deserves to lose a race. Yeah, I don't feel like, uh, you know, a few years ago I would have said Fontana, but that race has turned into a good race. There's different lanes. <clears throat> it's, it's If they if they repave it, I won't want to go. Uh, if they repave that place, I will not want to go. My ideal, <clears throat> excuse me, my ideal thing to the schedule would be this. We shouldn't go anywhere more, other than Daytona and Charlotte more than once. Like, I'm sorry, Pocono. I'm sorry, New Hampshire. I'm sorry, Texas. I'm sorry, home not Homestead. Phoenix. Yeah, I like Martinsville twice, so I like, think that's good. Dover. But but build it somewhere else. We we need to we need new markets. We need constantly to have new markets. And how do we do that? Well, we easily we don't go to the same place twice. But our problem is our challenge is we're owned by two major publicly traded entities. SMI and ISC own owns 90% of our tracks. The only two they don't own now are Dover and Pocono mm-hmm. on the Sprint Cup side because they bought Iowa on the Xfinity side. So yeah, yeah. so when you look at the – and Indy. Indy's the, the third independent. So when you look at the schedule as a whole, I mean, those two companies own them all, so they control the destiny of the schedule and the, and the dates. And for that to change, they're going to have to be willing to make more capital investment and build new properties, and I don't know if they'll do that. We should take your money and build a track. Dude, you know how small it'd be? <laughs> the paperclip would literally that, be the paperclip. <laughs> we should take your money and build a Martinsville, a night Martinsville somewhere. Night Martinsville would be killer. Dude, I know. I'd love it, man. There's so many great markets left in America that we're not reaching. You know, yeah. Midwest, Northwest. And I realize it rains a lot in the Northwest, but still, we could do something. Saturday night Martinsville race somewhere. It can't go wrong no matter. I don't care where it is. Colorado. That's we fine. Were, yeah, well, we, they had, I mean, Pikes Peak was out there in the mm-hmm. Xfinity Series, used to run there. So, and that was good racing. We, we have something wrong with our model. All right. And here's, here's the reality. When you take a Rockingham and it can't 
sustain a sprint cup date. Okay, so be it. But then you take a guy, Andy Hillenberg goes in, buys Rockingham, fires it up, puts a truck race there. Why can't it sustain being able to run there once a year? Like, what is so wrong with our model? What What is wrong with it from the standpoint of what, what are the sanctioning fees to actually hold an event? Because the only tracks that can now afford it are the tracks that have the Sprint Cup revenue to keep them open all weekend. It's not just the standalone Myrtle Beach, the standalone Rockingham. Like, somewhere there's a bunch of costs built into something that none of us understand. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's not the product. No. The product that um, Rockingham is good. I actually, the last truck race there was really good. Did Larson win it? Yeah, Larson won it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he won it because I went there from Texas and I spotted for Logano in that race. And um, we took we had tires at the end and we almost got there. And he won. I mean, it was a close race. It was good. It's so, the product's great. People are there to support it. Like you got to hammer on the driver, they, save they, your tires. How much save money? Did, how much money did they spend to put softballs up there just for that race? I don't know. My, we need, I wish we went there. But so the bad. track can't survive. And and I don't know that the owners are trying to make money. Obviously, they can't lose money. But man, when you look at all these great. Lost speedways that, that some of us in the industry call them, man. It's a shame because there's so many great tracks that Could we're you not going Rockingham to. in the chase? Oh, be awesome. Be phenomenal. What do you got next, KB? What is uh, your beverage choice after a race? Asks at Jaystein234. What's yours? What's your beverage choice on Wednesday nights? <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday nights. <laughs> What's your beverage choice before you board concierge yeah. to come home? We're just chugging water. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Michelob Ultra guy. What's your choice on the weekends? I like wine. I like IPAs, too. Uh, IPAs and, like, uh, really dry reds. I, um, you know what we call red wine in South Carolina? Headache. Foreplay. <laughs> 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 Can we say that on the show? Why not? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But we're the best podcast. We can say whatever we want. I would. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're better than Mike Davis. I know that's all that really matters, as long as we beat Mike Davis. So, um, Hashtag beat Mike Davis. Yes. I've already kind of started a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I Latart actually got me drinking Stella's. Really? Yeah, and I like them. Yeah. It, and the bad part is so I, I go out to Junior's house, and um, I bring my own beer out there because I know he's not going to have those. And I show up, and I sit next to him at the bar, and I open one up, and he's like, we're sitting there for a while, and he's like, man, did you run over a skunk on the way here? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, those things smell like a skunk. I'm like, you just deal with it, man. man. I am. You deal with it. At Trisha USA asks, what has been your most memorable race to date? Mm. Go ahead. Bristol for you? Man, for me, yeah. 2001. The Wood Brothers have been in business for 50-plus years. Had never won Bristol Motor Speedway, and they'd won like 90 races at the time. So Elliott went out, started 38th, won Bristol Motor Speedway, beat John Andretti in second, Jeff Gordon third. That was my sixth race ever spotting. So hands down for me, Bristol. Um, My most memorable race, I mean, it's got to be the 500. You can't, you can't really – you can't really compare that one. I like I said before. You, I hope everybody gets a chance to win that. Just hopefully, it's all when I quit. Um, it's a. It's just so man. That's our Super Bowl. You can't. Yeah. Everything's so blown up. We go through the whole offseason. Everything is blown up about that race. You know, it's the Daytona 500. Everybody's watching it. All the new car sponsors are out there. Car schemes. People are there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a great, great crowd last time. Um, 
it's just huge, man, to win that race and uh, to be able to go to that breakfast the next morning after about an hour of sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just uh, there's just something about that race. So definitely did Daytona 500. At Brett, Brett Edwards asks. What a great name this guy is. <laughs> how important or often, what, how important often used are your binoculars? Is that English? Mm-hmm. What <laughs> kind do you use and at which tracks? <laughs> Um, I don't use my binoculars a whole lot, maybe a little bit whenever we go to a, a Fontana or I'm a Pocono, but I rare, I rarely use my binoculars unless we're at a plate track. I don't, unless we have damage I need to look at or something. I don't, um, I just don't like, I, Do you I, have contacts? No, I've been fortunate enough to have perfect vision. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't like using them except for Pocono and the big tracks really. So, so w- the binoculars help us because they obviously get us closer to what we're looking at. We use a special pair of binoculars. They're called wide zoom. So even though we zoom in, we still have a pretty decent peripheral vision. The problem is if we put up a pair of binoculars and they wreck half a straightaway ahead of us, we don't see it. Yeah. And we don't, we're not able to give that notice. When I first got to the spotter stand in 2000-ish, a lot of guys were using binoculars. And those same guys would drive their cars in the wrecks every single week. And... And I was probably, you know, I was 23, 24 years old, one of the youngest guys up there. And so I saw it change from the binocular age to the no binocular age. So literally the only tracks I use them at a lot are Daytona, Talladega. Use them a little bit at Indy. Use them a little bit at Sonoma, a little bit at Fontana, a little bit at Michigan, a little bit at Pocono. Yeah, I don't even put my wide angle ones in my bag until Daytona or Talladega. I yeah. keep my other ones in there. They're real the Swarovskis or whatever they are, I keep them in there. Yeah, the we rest can't. Of the time. So for the Swarovskis or whatever, whatever that are like ten thousand dollars a pair, pretty much something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, rich boy over here. Yeah, he's I, high dollar spotting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey, do you? One thing I just that you just brought up right there. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have him up there when he was young. Because I remember when I first started going to the roof in like two thousand two or three. I ever I was the young guy. Like I was the young guy of the group. Every like year or so, we add in a new guy. Yeah, we've, it's funny how it, now now we're all the now we're all the veterans and stuff, and now we got these young guys. Like Derek started a few years ago. Right, he's worked his way up, and we got a couple other guys that are working their way up. But it's just I can't even imagine what Brett would look like coming up there. I mean, the hard part is there's only 40 of us in the world, you know, that that do what we do on on Sundays. Yeah, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> so we're I mean we're elite worldwide <laughs> athletes. But I mean when you look at, it's really hard to break in. And, and you have to break in because somebody broke up. And by broke up, I mean the driver-spotter relationship, for whatever reason, halted. And you, you get a chance. And it's uh, it's very tough to do that. Even if you're a good spotter, it's tough. I mean, the relation, we're yeah. in the relationship <laughs> business as much as we are the spotting business. And one of the names that TJ just brought up, the Derek the guy that spots for Kyle Larson, and they've gotten to be really good buddies. Derek stays on Kyle's motorhome a lot. And that helps you become a better spotter because you're debriefing with them. You're spending time with them. You're finding out what they want when they're in the race car. And even more importantly, you're finding out a lot about their personality. I mean, I know Clint and Elliot on, on very good levels, personal levels. TJ knows Dale Jr. on personal levels. The guys who don't have that relationship with their drivers aren't as good as we are just because they don't have as close of a relationship as we have. It makes a big difference. It's a trust factor too, right? Yeah. I would rather have one of my friends, do as good if he's, especially if he's good at it. Um, I got – well, I first started going because Roman came on race day, and I was going and working on the car, and uh, so I did all the practices and stuff. And then he what's missed a practices? Practice. Practices. <laughs> we talking about practice. <laughs> we talking about practice. Well, Roman missed the race. Yeah. And they put me in, 
So that's he missed the plane Sunday morning because normally Sunday is a real early flight. Yeah. Um, for the race day guys, and he missed the plane, and that got me my first race ever. So, and then I got to do all Boris and stuff when he came in, and and uh, got a full time deal after that. So, are there guys who just spot once a weekend? Uh, no, no. They used to be. You know, it used to be spot, spotting wasn't a full time job. Spotting was a race day job, mm-hmm. and it was literally four hours a weekend. Well, we had an accident happen here in Charlotte. It was an ARCA accident where Deborah Renshaw came in contact with another car 13 seconds after that car had stopped wrecking. Yeah. And they basically established that had a spotter been present during practice, it would have or could have or should have prevented that wreck. So at that moment in time, which would have been around 02, yeah, right around there. 02, 03, yeah. 2002, 2003, NASCAR installed the, the rule of, implemented the rule of, if more than one car is occupying the racetrack at one time, we will have your spotter present or your car will not be allowed to go on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. So before practice, before qualifying, because now our qualifying is is multi-car events, before the race, we have to check in with a referee, which is called a NASCAR official for us, and you can't go out there without it. So the spotter, the spotter's role went from a four-hour deal to what is now a 30-hour deal a weekend. If it's single-car qualifying, do you have to be up there? No. 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 We did for a little while. But not anymore. Yeah. Thank goodness. And don't get me wrong, it's it's good to have us and it's good to have us up there for that because number one, you, you want to keep that driver safe. I don't wanna see I don't wanna see Dale Jr. go out there and, and crash in somebody and if I gotta go stay on the route to make sure he doesn't, you know, I'm I'm all for that. And so. that's the difference to T J's point. We're we're here for the teams to, to help them and to save them money. Right. If they're tearing up race cars, they're spending money. But the the reason T J and I are in unique situations is we're invested in our guy. Like, you know, we're, we're friends with them. We don't, you don't want, the last thing you want to see is your friend get on a wreck in an interstate. Well, the last thing we want to see is our friend getting a wreck at the racetrack. So our drivers know that. They know that we care, right? Yeah. I mean, you care a, about Dale Jr.? You love him like uh, a brother? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just makes it better, man. It makes it better when you have, it's fun too, because you get to go to work with somebody you, you know really well. And it's like, it's like going to school, man. Think about when school was back in the day. Yeah. So this is know. our Barbara Walters moment in the show. We're yeah. opening up to you guys. <laughs> yep. Do you guys need tissue? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> At B underscore Verba asks, when are you all going to have a spotter charity race? We basically do every year. Yeah. At the at GoPro we have that we have a go kart race and um it's fun. We have a good time. I, I I'm disappointed in the last year's result. I remember <laughs> Remember when me and you started on the front row? Yeah, my car wouldn't go. I know. I saw you for like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I'm losing weight, though. I'm going to be back. Last year, I had a good car. I finished seventh. They made me start in the back. They should have. No, they should (laughs) have. I qualified on the pole. You inverted something. I don't know. No, I missed the heat race because let me tell you why. Remember why? Your PR person wasn't there to pull you No. So we're – I'm good friends with Brad. Everybody knows that. And he was – his daughter was born that day. So I left after qualifying to go to the hospital for the birth of his daughter, which I made, and then I came back, and um, they made me start in the back. Hey, you you got to get a, you got to get an excuse like Harvick got for the media center deal. If you can't, note. if you can't get a written excuse, them. you're done. That's fine. Wait till they ask me to be in this year. Well, we, we'll still go on without you. They will. Let's see, uh, five people will be there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you're, you're the big draw. <laughs> I am. By the way. Somebody asked me on Twitter, is TJ as big of a condescending, arrogant asshole as he appears on the show? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm, from New York. I'm from New York. What do you want me to be? By the way, I'll tell you what. Everybody from Long Island, New York's really nice. Yeah, you, my stepdad's from Long Island. They're nice. Yeah, where are you from? 
Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh. Buffalo. Oh. You might as well be in Canada. Oh. Hey. 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 Kristen Mingle, eh? Um, <laughs> one quick thing about that is um, how ironic is it that Brad would have his little girl. They, mine and his have the same birthday. Did he Isn't name her TJ? Huh? Did he name her TJ? I don't know. <laughs> TJ Keselowski has a good Maybe. name to it. Isn't that funny, though? Or Not Tiffany. Tiffany was oh, your girl Tiffany. name last show, right? It was. Tiffany. Yeah. Tiffany Kozlowski. What was yours? Axel. Okay. Axel. I don't. I feel like you have to change yours because of the Harry Potter tattoo. You need to like Harry. A, <laughs> you need Harry like Kristen. a like a phantasmic. That does type. not have a good ring. No, to it. no, please no, don't. Ever, not very nah. bad visual. No, we're gonna stick with uh, okay, yeah. Michael. No. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Eddie. Remember Eddie. <laughs> Eddie the Stoner. Oh, I don't do drugs. Oh, uh, at Babs twenty one twenty one asks, "Have you ever watched your driver do something on track and think, how am I going to sell this? What does that mean? I don't know. Like you mean, it probably means how are you going to explain this, or how are you uh, gonna how are you gonna like explain this to people? Like, yeah, <laughs> I've witnessed. Um, I don't know, man. Have you ever witnessed? I mean, I, I'm sure Quinn's dumb, <laughs> done some dumb." <laughs> My guys are perfect. I don't know oh what this guy's man. even talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's cut this question. No, no it's a great no, question. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a great question, but my guys. Non-edited version. Of My guys are perfect. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay, I got one. Uh, we were qualifying. At, <laughs> we were practicing at Darlington. Um, it was a late night. It was a nighttime Xfinity practice. Um, for no reason. We were racing in the day the next day, but. Um, it was when, when Brad was driving the Junior Motorsports Affinity car, we went out, we were making a qualifying run. We were the only car making a qualifying run that night, and it was strictly to go to the top of the board to look fast. PR lap, yes. what we call it. So, and Pops is crew chiefing, and we roll out there. And Darlington's weird, because in the Xfinity cars, you come off on the backstretch, and you kind of have to go around slow a lap, and then you take off into three and come around and take the green, because you can't get up to speed fast enough when you come through three and four to run a good lap. Without so, wasting your tires. Yeah. So we, we, <laughs> we come out of four, and here comes Curtis Davis into turn one, blending up right in front of us. And he was in the Racing for Jesus car, and he was normally pretty far off the pace. He pulls up right in front of us. What do you do? You I pray. Mean, I, you pray. <laughs> <laughs> I was praying. And about 20 <laughs> seconds later when our lap got messed up, we, we, me and the driver were both called the two dumbest SOBs that that guy had ever met. So I, we felt really low for a minute. And, um, yeah, Pops basically called me and Brad the two dumbest son of a guns he'd ever met because we got pulled out in front of on a qualifying lap. So I'll give this to uh, Curtis Davis for getting me the dumbest son of a gun award. Yeah, my guys are always perfect, so I don't know what this guy's talking about. Well, Brett's guy hit, a, hit something when he was in the bathroom one time. This is no joke. Nah, I wasn't on my watch. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get on me for going to the, going through the race well, a lot? Well, I had to man. sell that to Elliot. So we're in Martinsville, <laughs> and unfortunately, for the majority of the time, we don't have the ability to go to the restroom on the roof. We have. I feel to like we talk about going in the bathroom a lot on this. That's because podcast. it's the most common question to, for the drivers yeah, and spotters. Yeah. What do you yeah. have to go? You just go. So I leave the roof, <laughs> and I tell Elliot ninety nine percent of the time, or Clint, hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Well, this time I don't tell him. So I just think I'm going to sneak down to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom, can't see anything on the racetrack, and Elliot starts screaming at me. Are you spotting today? What the hell are you doing? I'm thinking, man, we just went back green. 
and I've missed it, and I'm fired. So I come flying oh, out of the bathroom. Man. We're under caution. Spraying everywhere. And I'm like, man, I'm like, man, what do you mean am I spotting today? Well, I just hit Jeremy Mayfield under caution, and I'm like, why? Are you playing with a radio or the air conditioner? Like, what are you doing in there running 35 miles an hour? You can race at 180 and not touch anything, but at 35, God forbid, I expect you not to hit anybody. So that yeah, I kind of had to sell that to him. Of hey man, that's, that's on like you. worse. That's like worse fear too. Is when you're sitting there going to the bathroom, you're like, please, 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 please be quiet. Please be quiet. Please yeah. be quiet. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't. You look at me. We're listening, but you can't see. So. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't want to. You can't key up because you don't want them to hear. <laughs> yeah. The coolest part, Phoenix. They call us rednecks in South Carolina, but Phoenix takes porta potties by a crane. And yeah. drops them on the roof, and bolts them, and straps them, bolts to the them ground. down because it's yeah. windy in Phoenix. For nobody that's ever been, I mean, that desert produces some high winds. So we have porta potties on the roof. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it works great. It's the only place we can <laughs> use the bathroom quick. I mean, what do you want when you get to work every day? You want a place to park. Yep. That's difficult at a racetrack. You want a place to be able to get in the gate. Well, I don't know if you've met some of our security guards. We need guest services and not security guards. That's another topic. And then you want to be able to get to work, which includes getting to the roof. Not always easy. And then you want to be able to take a break. So those four things. I feel like most of the time when they look through your bag stuff, they look for, like, something wrapped up that says Acme on it or something. They don't know what they look <laughs> Yeah, You know what I mean? That's a whole other subject. All right. What do you got next, KB? At Cornelius V-Star asks, which young gun gets a cup win first, Dylan, Blaney, Chase, or Larson? Cornelius V-Star. I'm going to go with uh, Chase. Chase Elliott is, is on certainly fire. on fire. And in order, it's really hard to just show up and all of a sudden win. Like you typically see a guy start running in the top ten, right? That means he's yeah. getting. That means he's getting better. Then you see him start running in the top five, him or her. That means they're getting in position to win. And when you can run fifth, you can win the race. You're only one good pit stop or one good adjustment yeah. away from winning the one, race. One couple guys get to each other, bam. You Boom, win. you're winning the race. So so yeah. when you look at this guy, Chase Elliott, he's already running top ten. He's already running around fifth. Yeah. He's poised to win a race soon. You know? It's hard to tell Jeff Gordon got out of that car. <laughs> Hell, he's running better than Jeff Gordon I mean, ran at this point in the season. But Chase is consistently Chase in. I mean, if Chase, I don't know he's been a record sub. I mean, he's killing it. I will say, I'm impressed with all, all I mean, Larson's, there seem to be off a little bit this year. I thought they would be better. But between Blaney's, fast. He's, he's fast. He's going to be here for a long time. He's fast. Austin Dillon's coming around finally. He's starting to turn the corner. He's fast every week. Yeah. A lot of confidence in that I mean, I'm excited about these four guys and our sport down the road. So. It, 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 I mean, we can talk about all four of them. Slugger Labby is like he lit a fire under Austin Dillon's ass. Yeah. Slugger, do you know my theory on Slugger, right? What is He's going to be the best spotter there ever is because he sees more oil on top of that pit box than any of us <laughs> see from the roof. <laughs> Some crew chiefs wear us out. Slugger's one of the ones that, that there's has. There's oil in turn three. Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but three says there's oil. Yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> I mean, you look at these three guys and you literally can rank them, you know, Chase number one, Dylan number two, Blaney number three, Larson number four. And unfortunately for Larson, man, that gap's gotten big, bigger than, than yeah. it should be. I, I would have easily said he's, he's would have won a race It's not a lack now. of talent. No. Not a bit. No. These four guys right here all. They can get it. Yep. I'd have had Larson win a race, maybe three races by now. At this I point thought in his he career. was going to win last year, to be honest, or the year before. This is his third, third year. year. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought he was going to win in his rookie year. Yeah. So he's you got know, he the, had he had Kyle Busch at Vegas his rookie year. He should have dumped him. Nah, should have. I would have. Kyle would have. Kyle would have. Kyle would have <laughs> dumped you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I would have. So, great question. Cornelius V-Star. Yeah. That something almost sounds like a stage name. Yukon Cornelius. This is an interesting name. At Monty's Amendment asks, who's the redneck king <laughs> of NASCAR, Dale or Clint Boyer? Redneck king. I mean, I've seen some of the stuff Dale Jr. eats, and I think it'd probably be him. Corn Man. dogs? I mean, I'm talking like pickled eggs and weird southern things. I have to say the Redneck King is not on here. I think it's yeah. Sterling Marlin. Oh, Sterling. I mean, if if Sterling's a choice, yes. I have working with Sterling and getting to know him. He's a great dude. But man, I could not understand half the stuff he said on radio. I told him one I mean, time. Coors Light, Coors Light Dodge. I told him one time <laughs> he was coming around behind the wall to get a tire sheet, and I was like, Sterling, take a look to your right. And he looked, and there was a, a female walking there. And um, he didn't say anything for like 15 seconds, and I'm like, all right, well. He goes, oh, damn, she make a bulldog bust a log chain. <laughs> 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 it took me like 10 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> the Sterling was – of this to, to this guy's question, Dell Jr. is a bigger redneck because he's, he's from yeah. North Carolina. Clint's you know, from Kansas, Clint's man. From Kansas. They aren't cool enough yeah. to be rednecks no, out there. They're definitely uh, not but, cool but enough. But the biggest redneck had to be the, in my career was Sterling Marlin. What a great dude. I miss hey, that guy. Well, he called me. Um, I stayed. Sterling was really, really cool, man. I stayed in touch with him, and and uh, he called me, and I'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just got off this backhoe, knocking down some trees. And, I <laughs> yeah. mean, like typical Sterling and stuff. Every, after every single race – Back in the day, TJ helicoptered out with Dale Jr. a lot. I helicoptered out with Elliot a lot. And no matter where you were, you would see Sterling at the helipad with two Coors Lights. <laughs> yeah. Every, everywhere. everywhere. Didn't matter everywhere. how hard he worked that day or where he finished, he had a Coors Light in each hand at the helipad. What a great guy. That's awesome. Yeah, he was I, – I really liked working with him when I could hear him. Yeah. And understand him. Basically. Coors yeah. Light. Let me just Coors Light. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love Sterling. Yep. At Improv Q asks, you swap TJ Majors driving, Dale spotting, Brett driving, Clint spotting. You're at <laughs> Daytona. Who wins? Clint has the worst case of ADD of any human <laughs> being. So without I a doubt. my radio off. Without a doubt, my spotter wouldn't be much help. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd just be up to me. <laughs> I would turn my radio off. I don't think I'd want. So I ran a late model at Myrtle Beach one time, and Dale Jr., you guys were running Darlington, and Dale Jr. came down there. It was the worst thing ever to have him on there, man. He wasn't even spotting. He'd be like, trying to drive that thing from the top of the trailer in the infield. Follow Robert Powell around there. Go across that moment. Like, oh, do you, you want to just drive? I mean, <laughs> That's probably what they feel like with us. Yeah. Probably shut do. up. Shut up. We've been told to shut up. We've all been told to shut up really? at some point. Yeah, but Jr.'s really nice about it now. When, he get, when he's like, I just need some peace of quiet. Okay. All right, old. <laughs> All right, old man. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, you have to understand. I mean, we're a backseat driver, you know, and and we certainly have great intentions. <laughs> and you can play Doctor Phil, you know, you can play cheerleader, and you can play spotter. But at the end of the day, sometimes they just want you to shut up. They do. Or so, just play some classical music for them yeah. in the background. My guys have never been rude to me about shutting up either. But your they, dude, your dude's fuse is like they'll usually fire off on the crew chief, like. I don't need lap times, which means I don't need yeah. anything, which means Brett's not talking. Did you get yelled at for lap times this year at all yet? Uh-uh. See, I normally would give Junior lap times yeah. when he moves around and stuff. And the first, it, at Atlanta, it took me a few minutes. It took me a couple of times to realize that he's got him on the dash yeah. right there because right. I don't do lap times at Daytona. It's yeah. pointless. Uh, yeah, for sure. So we go to Atlanta. We're right. I'm like, all right, that's up, you know, whatever, 35. I got to ram my dash. Well, excuse me. 
Excuse me, buddy. Yeah. Hey, your blinker's on. This next question <laughs> This next question must be for Kristen because it wouldn't make sense. NASCAR Jason asks, Kristen, KB, ChristianMingle.com, if you were racing, would you rather have Red or TJ as your spotter? Ooh, yeah. That's a tough one. Call it's us like out. We don't care. Yeah, you like to have children. fun or you like to win? <laughs> Call us out. <laughs> So I I've spent the majority of this year listening to you and Elliot. Yeah, you like me, don't you? I do. I like the I like when you say yella yella yella, and I then like you say green green green. It. Get the f out of here. It's funny. I like where you're going with this. You like saying TJ, get, get out of the way too. This is getting, this is getting <laughs> awful sweet in here. Cozy. <laughs> you know what? I would just be so honored to have either of you spotting for me. Oh, oh, suck up. You got to pick. Such <laughs> a sycophant you are. Yeah, you got to pick. pick. Hollow. Yeah, that's fine. Bam. Hey. Either How about I'll take, f- I'll take w- Brett for Xfinity and you for Spring Cup. Yeah, that'll work. Wow, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, my streaks on Saturdays is better right now anyway. <laughs> hey, before we before we close this what thing out. What do you mean out, your streak's better on Saturday? You ran fifth. I, I kick your ass every week on Saturday. Not every week. Uh, every week but one. How many have we run? Six. Well, Daytona don't count. Oh, no, it don't count. It's, it only, don't the, count. You know, it's only the biggest race of the year. <laughs> James Busher won it from the back stretch and won <laughs> from 15th. We, we, we've outrun you every week but one. Five out of That's six, not true. four out of five. What's the number? I mean, f- we've run five, five, so we've outrun you four out of five. Minus Daytona. You can't. So we're three out of four, 75% or 80%. Which you want me to bat? I'll take either. Uh, let's Math just wait. Let's let the season roll on. Oh, yeah. A bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do that. We'll see. We'll check back in on this in the mid part of the season. We'll see where it's at. So before we, before we roll into closing this thing up, TJ and I have a, a, a little bit of a sentimental thing that's happening for us this week. Uh, we have a friend named Chris Osborne that spots oh, yeah. for Matt Kenseth that's coming back. Chris crazy. and his family, we call him Crazy Chris. Uh, Chris Chris and his family were involved in a head-on collision with a drunken driver uh, in December, and his wife spent a couple months in the hospital. Chris spent a good solid three weeks in the hospital. His son uh, suffered a very bad concussion, and, and Chris has been without um, – Without hasn't been on the spotter stand basically for this entire season. He's had subs, which we've talked about a little bit on this show. So Martinsville will be Chris's first race back. So we've missed him and wish nothing but his family well. And yeah, it, it, we're a community up there, you know. I want to tell you what it, when I a few years ago when I went to the hospital, it, when you have to miss races, you don't understand what it's like till you actually have to miss it. It's not easy to miss races and see your car that you should be working with going around the racetrack without you working with it. It's not an easy thing to do. So I went and um. I went and saw Crazy when he was in the hospital, and that dude, he he was in a lot of pain, and the, for to go through what they went through, and uh, it looks like they're all going to come out of it, and obviously it's always going to be a part of their lives now, because you don't have a bad accident like that and not affect you down the road, but they're all gonna they're all safe still together and stuff, so it's really um really looking forward to having him back, and I, he's he's become one of my better friends on the roof. Me and him stay in each other a lot, so um me and him become really good friends, so. I'm looking really forward to having my uh, my buddy back up there, and he hates snakes, and I normally bring one for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I normally bring one and mess with him, and and uh, he normally cuts it into a thousand pieces. Um, yeah, but now it'll be. I'm sure he's looking. He's gonna be. It's gonna be. The healing will get easier for him when he gets back to work with all of us, and and gets back and gets be able to do what he um loves to do and what he's good at. So yeah, he and his family are literally lucky to be alive. And, and we're very fortunate yeah. that he can come back to work. He's very fortunate he can come back to work. So Martinsville is going to be fun to have yeah. him back. He's a great dude too, man. There's he's a straight up guy. He, he you know he he's honest and and uh, just a pleasure to work with and a great friend. Yeah. So just to remind everybody, who you got this week to win? 
Kevin Harvick? I got the four. And I got the 48. No, you got the 11. No, I didn't. I picked the 48. TJ can't even remember 11, who man. I picked. No. I, good Lord. I picked the 48, man. Wow, that's good. They're going to be good. Yeah. Well, you think? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're, it's like not like we're picking guys that are we're worried about here. Who you want to list? Let's pick between those four rookies, too. I'll let you go first. Oh, so man. Not rookies, but the four guys that this Cornelius V. Star thinks is going <laughs> to win soon. I will take. You got Dylan, Blaney, Chase, or Larson. Yeah, I'll take Chase all day there. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Dylan because Martinsville is a really hard track for the first yeah. time. The I remember Dale Jr. I remember Dale Jr. saying, "Man, I hit everything today but the pace car." The first time <laughs> he went, Elliot literally hit, I think hit the pace car the first time <laughs> he went. He's true. Martinsville is not kind to rookies, but I think Chase has a lot of recent short track super late model experience and stuff. So I don't think it's going to be as new to him. And he's going to get into a car that won the last race there. A lot of resources there. He's got the car that won the last race there. Yeah. So he's going to go in there to a decent car. A good. He's going to have speed to start. Um, he's just going to have to get used to getting the car up the temperature and what it feels like to do that. The big heavy stock cars compared to a super late model. But I think it's going to. I think he's got the talent to do it. So I'll take uh, Chase this week. I got Dylan. So we got two bets, Josh. Hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's uh how about a six pack of Dale's Pale Ale? How about a six pack of Stella? Ah, that stuff stinks. <laughs> Skunky bear. How about a good IPA? I'll do it. What do you drink? Kristen, do you have any We didn't ask burning? Josh. What we didn't drinks? ask Josh anything. What do you drink? Wine coolers? <laughs> Zima. He drinks Zima, Zima with, Zima with <laughs> grenadine. <laughs> Zima. No, they do not make that anymore. Because he's tried to buy it. Zima with a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's high school. Jolly Rancher in the shower head will get somebody good. Just really? Enough. What? Oh, dude, it'll make you sticky for a week. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. I'm going to do that to my kids, pay them back. Ah, oh, well. Well, then, then I'd probably wash it off of them. That's probably a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> dude, you'll be like, you'll get out and you're like, oh. So put a Jolly Rancher in the shower. Take the shower head off. Put a Jolly Rancher in there. Put a bunch of Jolly Ranchers? Just one. Just one Jolly Rancher. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And then screw the shower head back Who on. Who does this to people? Listen, we got in a really bad prank war before. I mean, this is coming. I mean, literally, me and my – Topher shows up at my house. One of my buddies that works here at Junior Motorsports, and we we had tried to – I didn't get it, but Topher got it. I didn't open my door, but they broke into his house, and they antiqued him. So I'm talking wow. water and flour in his bed. <gasps> I, we go to work the next morning. His mattress is on the front porch drying off. Like, they got him good. So how'd they break into his house? You could get in with a credit card. You I can shimmy the lock. You can shimmy the lock. Yeah. It's where Roman lives now, so if you want to get in. <laughs> but uh, Roman's taking a beating on the show from TJ. He is. So Topher shows up, he gets knocks on my door and he's like, Did they try to get you? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, Let's go. Take this. He hands me this can. He's like, We're going back to Josh's house that works at Tom Johnson, Josh Snyder. Oh yeah. And he's like, Let's go, take this. We're going to turn these loose in Josh's house. So he's like, You go to the bedroom. I go to the bedroom. He's like, She's like, just start dumping them. So I'm like, and we what turned was it? crickets. Oh. Uh. We turned 200 crickets loose in Josh's house. <laughs> yeah. So. You guys are a treat. Yeah, that was. Uh, I never heard the Jolly Rancher in the shower head. Though. Yeah, it's good. That is good. Jolly Rancher in the shower head. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what else works good. If you got some time at a racetrack and you want to get a crew guy back, you take the, you take the um, windshield wiper fluid deal. You go to the BSR truck, get some drink tube hose, and you run it. You made that tube longer. You pull it off the motor and make it longer and run it up through the firewall, tape it to the bottom of the steering column, and just pour, like, some Pepsi on their windshield or something so they try to wash it off. 
It sprays them right in the junk. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a great story, TJ. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that one. I promise. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. Real good. Who has that kind of time? Me. Yes. Brett. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Mm-hmm. All right. It's been real. Hey, I want to know if you've ever done a practical joke. Yeah, but it's like stupid stuff. Like what? You know, like cellophane over a toilet seat. Oh. In the middle of the night. So yeah. when someone gets up to pee, it's just well, everywhere. I talk of peeing on this show. <laughs> That's what yeah. I said. Well, Josh? Uh, the only one I can think of is taking black electrical tape and wrapping it around the, um, the water spigot uh, at your sink and pointing it straight towards you. Oh, yeah. So when you turn it on. Well, you don't have to use electrical tape. I use the hair tie. Hair ties work, too. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's black, then you can. Yeah, get a black. I used. I've done that to my wife. We need to get times. people to start playing practical jokes on each other. Send yeah, them to us. video and send them yeah. to us. Peanut butter on their door handle or something <laughs> in the car. No, nothing that causes people harm. First no. of all, but I mean, I, if you turn two hundred four. Yeah, if you turn two hundred crickets <laughs> loose in your friend's house, go ahead and video it. Yeah. All right, we're wrapping this thing up. Thanks to One Main, Exalta Studio, Thirty Mo Radio, KB. Go rate us on iTunes so we can beat Mike Davis because he's got the biggest head in junior motorsports. So. Hashtag beat Mike Davis. Hashtag beat Mike Davis. Hashtag spotters lives matter. Holla. I love Holla. that. Yeah. People want t-shirts for that. They've been texting me. Let's do it. All right. All we right. out. Bye. See ya. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 